everyone, this is Sam with Paranormal Review, and I've got to tell you, I am loving the response that we are getting from all of you guys. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get every one of the latest episodes. We are on all major platforms, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, whatever you're on, we are on. If you're on something that we're not, then let me know. Write us at paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com or join us on Paranormal Reviews uh, Facebook and Twitter pages. We are putting up all kinds of stuff on Facebook. Uh, a lot of live different events, meet and greets. We're telling you when events are happening. We're giving you stories. We're previewing some of the shows. And of course, you can find this podcast there. And let me tell you, I am so excited about reviewing tonight's episode. I finally got around to reviewing Destination Fear's second episode. Uh, we're in Season 1, Episode 2, and it's the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. It aired on November 2nd, 2019. Let me tell you guys, I think one of the biggest injustices so far is that Destination Fear is still waiting to get renewed. How have you guys already renewed Ghost Nation? How have you guys already reviewed or renewed um, Ghost Hunters and you've renewed Portals to Hell? You've renewed almost everything that we have been watching and Destination Fear is still waiting? Come on, Travel Channel. Let's get with it. Uh, do we need to, to do some kind of big thing where we contact the Discover uh, Incorporation Network and try to get them on? Because let me tell you, this big experiment that Dakota Layton has thought up to get into the nitty-gritty of fear and how he says you can't truly investigate the paranormal until you can find where your boundary of fear is so that you know that it is truly paranormal and it's not your mind. It's not your sense of fear that is making you feel this way, is making you maybe look at evidence a certain way, making you hear things that you don't hear. I absolutely can't say enough about this show. Now, it, do I have some nitpicking? Oh, of course. Yes, I think any show um, you can take and you, you can say, oh, um, there should have been a joke here, or there should have been an intense moment here. Well, it's like that with the paranormal TV shows. Of course, we all want them to ask certain questions, or we want them to use a different piece of equipment, or we want to see more of this, or we want to see even more of that. But overall, this show is very, very well produced. I'm telling you, I've got to give props to Dakota. Um, he has wanted to be a filmmaker 
for a long, long time. And even though he is in his 20s, you can tell that he has studied it. You can tell that it is a passion project of his, that when he got involved with Ghost Adventures, that the paranormal and kind of exploring it became a passion. I'm going to say this, and some of you can disagree. Hey, if you disagree, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Paranormal Review Pod, which is singular, at gmail.com, and tell me you disagree. But I'm going to make this statement. I think the production in the first season of Destination Fear is better and better put together than Ghost Adventures is now. Yes, I said it. Is it up to par when Nick Groff was putting it together? Um, probably not. Not yet, anyway. But Dakota is in his 20s, and I feel like Destination Nation, or excuse me, Destination Fear actually is better put together, it flows better, it makes more sense, it actually shows where people are and what they're doing, things are time-stamped, everything is put together way better than Ghost Adventures right now, because I'm telling you, I think Ghost Adventures... You don't know when things have happened. Things aren't time-stamped. You're wondering where other people are and what they're doing. You don't have to worry about that with this. But anyway, let's get started in the episode. This is the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. It's in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And like I said, it aired November 2nd of 2019. Dakota tells us that we're going to an abandoned old hospital in Tennessee. Now, remember, in episode one, they were at Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, also in Tennessee. So, they're making their way in the RV, and he tells us that a hundreds of accounts of spirits is basically what has brought him there. There's a history that's deep and dark, and that people have been attacked and scratched on the third floor with a spirit that is pretty evil and usually only goes after women. And Dakota feels like this is a good test for them as a team. Um, He goes into the RV and asks, you know, them to talk about their personal goals. And I like this part of of Destination Fear. I like how they start off by setting goals. And Chelsea immediately speaks up and says, you know, her personal goal is to overcome her own fear. And Dakota wants to get better at not freaking out and compose himself a little better. And Tanner is just, he wants to find where his own boundaries are. And Dakota says that, you know, he would like to take these spirits on, head on. Now, they go back to driving, and they decide to make a stop. I'm going to be real honest with you. When I first saw that they were stopping at Lookout Mountain Incline, I thought, what are we doing? Um... Hey, let's 
let's get to Old South. This is one of people's gripes about a lot of the other paranoids is they make stops in places that have nothing to do with the location and we don't need to waste time. Old South is supposed to be, you know, pretty cool. But let me tell you, they make this interesting. They make me feel like I am on the trip with them. And I'll tell you what, if I'd been in that RV and Dakota said, hey, we're going to stop at Lookout Mountain. And I probably would have done what I just did and said, no, 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 let, let, let's go to Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. And he would have said, no, trust me. And, you know, I would have got off the RV like Tanner and Chelsea did. Well, let me tell you, it's worth it. Um, I'm actually thinking about uh, making a drive down there. It is beautiful. And I would love to go see all these rock formations, all the caves. Um, Dakota talks about how you can go to an area and see seven states at once. They, of course, show that on Lookout Mountain. And Dakota tells them that pretty much on this trip, we're going to be in all of these seven states. And that they need to see this. They need to experience something beautiful first before they go to Old South Pittsburgh Hospital and go into the evilness. And I thought that was great. It made sense to me. He explained it. Um, I'm telling you, a big swinging bridge, though, that would have been enough for me. And I can't believe Tanner jumped on it. Tanner, if you're jumping on that with me on it, I'm killing you. I'm pushing you off the bridge because I would have been shaking. Um, I love how they go through the caves and it seems like either the production unit or Dakota had scouted this because it's almost like he finds this perfect spot to do a sit down with Chelsea. And they have just witnessed, you know, this beautiful area. And he tells her, you know, the next location has an even evil spirit that only attacks women. He tells her that he's worried about her and he actually uses that word worried well let me tell you big props to chelsea chelsea's still my favorite um she was in episode one and she is still still my favorite because i thought she took it pretty well um she looks at dakota a little bit like he's crazy but, you know, she takes it fairly well, thinks she knows that Dakota's her brother, and that he's going to do stuff like this to her. Um, and Dakota tells her that just this past week, another woman had been attacked. Now, Chelsea's honest, and tells him, um, I'm pretty pissed at you. And I like that. I like that she's a fighter. I like she's not afraid to speak up. She talks about how she's new at all this. She doesn't have all the paranormal experience that Dakota has. Um, now, granted, Dakota was a cameraman. And he saw, felt, heard a lot of stuff with Ghost Adventures. But it's different in this particular setup. 
Dakota's actually going through things that he has never went through also. Because they're choosing to sleep alone and be alone. And and so Chelsea's got to realize that too. That he's experienced some new things. But to Chelsea, all of this new is new. Uh, Dakota tells her that this evil spirit is scratched and pushed women and have even followed them home. And it's called the creature. Um, she brings up the point that when you are sleeping alone, you're on the floor. And no one is protecting you. And this thing, you know, also slithers around on the floor. She said that this has already been very overwhelming. And to take on even more is a lot. They are adding an element to her. And I can't help but think this is because she knows, and yes, I'm mean doing finger crow it was, that Dakota is going to stick her there alone. There's not a doubt in my mind. He is sneaky. He's got that cute little sneaky grin. And he's going to end up giving that to Chelsea and telling her, hey, you're sleeping alone, you're going up there alone, you're staying alone, because Dakota saw how Zach Biggins does that to Aaron Goodwin. And you know he's going to do that to Chelsea. But anyway, uh, they get back in the RV, and they travel a little bit, and he gives them the packet with the research. Dakota talk, talks and tells them about Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Um, Tanner says that hospitals basically creep him out. Um, Dakota says there's a lot of death there due to illness and even suicides. That the land was a major uh, Civil War battle. That hundreds died there. And this was the second bloodiest battle of the Civil War. Then they kind of introduce through uh, an interview. They don't show them filming it or them actually talking to her. But we meet uh, Renee Dykes, which is a resident of the town of South Pittsburgh. And I'm going to make the assumption that she has been on tours there. She has visited there. Because she believes uh, that many in the town think that the blood from the battle is what has started all of this. Dakota Tanner and Chelsea talk about how in 1959, four medical professionals actually built the hospital. And then we flash to Daniel Dorsey, who is a paranormal uh, investigator, and I'm assuming has been in Old South uh, Pittsburgh Hospital numerous times. I wish when they would flash this up here, they would say not only that he's a paranormal investigator, but that he has been there and how many times of, you know, what's going on. He talks about how there's been a lot of deaths and trauma and how it's built near the Chickamauga River and it's on a limestone base. Now we get to talk to Ronnie D, 
the owner then through a flash and he talks about how the limestone base and the water make an energy base for spirits to come alive now of course this is pretty much accepted in the paranormal community however i'm not sure how accepted this fact is with skeptics and like i said i'm trying to take a skeptical point of view when i'm watching different tv shows like this and so i would like to kind of know the basis of that so if any of you out there know the basis of the limestone water connection that so many different locations have write me at uh, paranormalreviewpod at gmail.com and kind of explain that to me any articles that you have I, I want to read up a little bit more on that but they talk about how um, this hospital quickly become overcrowded and understaffed like so many mental hospitals even today are are doing um the social work profession um dhhr and dhhs in every state are you know they've got too many cases and not enough help um so many addiction centers so many mental health centers are overcrowded and, and understaffed and they talk about how patients would lay in the hallways while medical personnel were basically worked to death um, any free time that they could get them there they made them stay and they talked about how one doctor is said to die at the hospital and how he still roams around in the ER performing different surgeries then um they talk about how there was a doctor who died in the elevator now they explain that a, a little more later on but we go back to renee dykes who says you know if you sit on the second floor nursing station that you can still feel the breeze that you can hear the elevator ding but the most haunted part is the third floor and this is where an evil entity uh, called the creature is and it likes to terrorize women who are up there alone now to me when they're talking about this chelsea to me looks physically sick um i feel for her she is thinking what on earth have i let dakota talk me into um she just looks overwhelmed and i like i said i feel sorry for her especially after that first episode but then we find that we meet uh darla eldridge who is also a paranormal investigator and she says that she has actually seen the creature that it came out of one wall with green eyes and then went right back through the wall so it startled her but she continued on down the hallway she kept walking and it came out of a different wall and it had red eyes it pushed her into the wall across the hallway um renee has also seen him crawl up the wall across the ceiling over to the other wall to her 
she feels like it kind of looks like a dog, the size of a dog, and that she's seen it appear with red eyes and green eyes, and that that seems to be a common perception that a lot of people get. Now, Dakota says that, you know, of course, they're going to be sleeping on the ground and this thing slithers on the ground. But he also talks about how there's evidence of a toddler on the third floor. And people have called him and named him Buddy. But it's also believed that the creature keeps Buddy from coming out to play. But that Buddy will come out to play with his toys and that paranormal investigators have had some interaction with them. They say... Um, they talk to Renee, and Renee says, you know, that he was bitten by a rattlesnake and passed away there at the hospital. So, they kind of go over the most active areas, and it's third floor, the x-ray room, um, room 304, where Nellie, who was in the psych ward, uh, isn't friendly to men and doesn't like her door to be shut. So, Dakota says, hey, by the way, we're going to be stopping the RV. Um, There is a lady named Sharon Long who took her four-month-old baby to the hospital and that she saw a spirit of a doctor and interacted with it. So, they get there and they meet Sharon Long and she says it was in October of 1982 and that she still remembers this. Um, she said the hospital was full and that they admitted them and took them up to the third floor. That they fell asleep for about two to three hours and then a doctor came in. He nodded and reached over and touched the baby's hand. Sharon Long actually says that she saw the baby's fingers go over his thumb. And that when Sharon was holding the baby, that he touched the baby's back and that she could feel that kind of pressure. He said that if there was anything we can do for you, then please let us know. Sharon then said that, you know, they stayed there the rest of the night and was told the next day that no one had ever came in. Um, years later, she was told by some people that the doctor had actually died there of a sudden heart attack and that people do see him, uh, that he's still working there. Now, Dakota wants to try out tonight to act like a patient to see if they can actually find this room that she was to act like a patient and maybe get this doctor to come out. So we start with the timestamp that they arrive at the hospital at night around 8.38 p.m. All of them admit to being excited and nervous, but yet a little scared. They set up outside uh, base camp, and then they go to set up the cameras. Now, Tanner, when they walk in, begins talking about the doctor who died on the elevator. And he says that he actually died on one on the first floor. And by the time he had arrived on the third floor, he had actually died. He died in the elevator. 
So, since there's no electric, they have to walk around and go up and down by stairs. So, they go up to the second floor, and it shows that they're in the south hallway. Love this, Dakota. Love that when you actually film this, you tell us where you are. We don't have to guess what part you're in, what room you're in, what where you're actually at. Love that he labels this. So they're on the second floor in the south hallway, and Dakota says he feels like his body is acting up, and he's not liking it. So he asks, is there anyone down there, meaning the hallway? Now, they jump ahead a little bit, and they head down a different hallway, and Dakota says, I am not feeling weird anymore. It's almost like I lost that feeling. I, I don't know what's going on. Now, they, right after that, hear noise, and all of them jump and whirl around and, and are looking. Chelsea, the smart one looks at Dakota and says, I think that was you. Well, Dakota is like, yeah, I think I think it was me. I uh, bumped on this metal pole. And so he does it again, basically to debunk it, and it's the same noise. And Dakota says he can't believe that he scared everyone, including himself. But anyway, they find uh, one of the x-ray rooms, and then they go over to the second floor in the north hallway. They find the pharmacy and where all of it is located, and then they go up to the third floor. Now, I like this because Chelsea immediately says, um, I don't like this. Um, they find the OR rooms. And they think they're near where Sharon would have been. Um, they decide to sit down and go quiet. Now, I wish they would have gave us a timestamp. The other thing is, they said that they were going to act like patients to see if they could get this doctor to come out. They don't do that. But anyway, uh, they go over to the third floor, uh, and it's marked Buddy's area. Dakota asks, are there any doctors around? Buddy, are you around? Don't be afraid to come out and play. Now, Chelsea hear, hears noises behind Alex, but Alex doesn't hear it. I'm wondering if he had headphones on because a lot of camera operators wear headphones, and maybe he didn't actually hear that through the headphones, because they replay it, and I could actually hear something. So when I watch this, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Alex, how did you not hear that? But then I got to thinking, you know, hey, he, he must have had head, headphones on, or he must have been deep in thought or something not to hear that, because it was pretty loud. Um, all of them agree that the third floor feels different. So they go down to the first floor, and they say, you know, we've all walked around the hospital as a group.
And Tanner basically states the obvious, that the third floor is where they've all had an experience and, and since the most. So they timestamp this 1023. So they basically did this for about two hours. So Chelsea and Alex go to take a break outside while, while Dakota and Tanner go up to the third floor. They decide to put REM pods down the hallway and to leave a camera to capture it to see if it actually will get set off. So Dakota sets one down, and then he sets another one down, and it stays on. Even as he puts his hands up and he walks away, um, it goes off two more times, and they say it's near Buddy's toys. Now, what I wish they would have done, and maybe they did it and didn't show it, or whatever, but what I wish they would have done is switch the REM pods. Put the one he set down first where the second one is and move the second one to the first to see if they had a malfunctioning REM pod. I also wish it would have showed them turning it off, waiting, then turning it back on to show that it had kind of been reset, that everything was okay, and that's just kind of the skeptic of me. I wanted them to actually kind of play around with it and show us, hey, there's nothing weird going on. But they make the decision that they are going to leave it and let the camera film for an hour. Now, they show 35 minutes later the sound of footsteps can be heard, and it's followed by both REM pods going off, and they go off at the same time. Now, I could hear the footsteps, so, you know, I, I kind of understand that. Here's kind of my first issue. They set these REM pods, and they did a timestamp of 10.23, okay? And they say 35 minutes later. So 35 minutes at 10.23 would be 10.58, right? Okay. Our next timestamp we get is 10.55. So remember, we heard footsteps on our camera and REM pods going off at 10.58. But at 10.55, it's decided that they're going to split up. And Dakota and Alex are going to be together. And Tanner and Chelsea are going to be together. So Tanner and Chelsea at 10.55 go up to the third floor. And Chelsea takes a Polaroid camera. So, is it their footsteps we heard? Now, granted, they didn't set off the REM pods. We saw the camera footage. But it, is it actually their footsteps? I think we needed to get a little better about figuring that part out. 
But anyway, Dakota and Alex, they head to the second floor. So, Tanner and Chelsea is who we start with first, and they go in room 304, which is Nellie's room. Um, Tanner asks, Nellie, we're in your room. Is that okay? And they take four Polaroids of the room. Now, here's the thing. They were told, room 304, Nellie doesn't like men. And she doesn't like it when her door's shut. So why didn't Tanner and Chelsea shut the door? Go on opposite sides of the room and see if anything happened to Tanner. Also, why when they shut the door didn't they take Polaroids then? Then... Why didn't Chelsea leave Tanner in the room? They don't care to leave Chelsea alone. Throw Tanner's butt in there. But anyway, um, Dakota and Alex are on the second floor in the north hallway. And Dakota says he wants to walk down this hallway alone. Because he feels like something wants them separated. So... Dakota hears a noise, and he basically books it out there. He is yelling at Alex if that was him, and Alex is hollering if that was him, meaning Dakota. And Dakota says, uh, no, I'm not doing that. So we flash back to Tanner and Chelsea, who are going back to look at the Polaroids. Then we flash back to Dakota and Alex, and they are both walking back down the hallway where Dakota heard the sound to try to figure out the sound to maybe debunk it. Dakota sees something laying in the floor. He says it's some kind of medical device or instrument or something, and it is the actual sound of it being thrown or dropped or whatever. Um, Tanner hollers at Dakota on the walkie-talkie, and says, um, hey, we've got some interesting Polaroids. In this first Polaroid picture, um, it's just of Nellie's room, but in the second one that Chelsea took, uh, we've got a white misc in it, and um, Chelsea says, I think it's waiting for us to be separated. So the team decides, hey, let's meet on the second floor. They show Dakota the pics, and he says he's never seen anything like this this big. Even with Ghost Adventures, he hasn't seen and captured something like that. Me, personally, why don't you go up there and take more pics? Why only have two? Again, why don't why don't you shut the door? Why don't you take pics then? So um, already kind of pondering things, but um, Dakota says, you know, I have an idea. Chelsea, you can say no. And as soon as he says that, Chelsea interrupts and says, no. I'm already saying no because it's in a fair, it's not fair. Well, this shows the brother and sister relationship. Um, you know, if my sister says, you can say no, I'm going to say no. Because if she's given me that option, she pretty much knows 
that that's what I'm doing. And she's trying to beat me. And and Chelsea kind of knows that. Well, Dakota or Alex, I can't tell which one, says, well, you might like it. And so Dakota says, how about we send you up on the third floor? Chelsea immediately responds with, I'm going to like it. Um, and she has this crazy look on her face. Girl, big props to Chelsea for standing up for herself. I wish at this point Chelsea told Dakota where to go. But we all know that she is cool and she knows that she signed up for this and that she'll end up going because Chelsea is a badass. She's she's going to do it. So after commercial, we hear the whole thing. Uh, they replay the whole scene and Dakota says, if you go up there now, then you don't have to sleep up there. That's what he said. I rewound my DVR and made sure. Dakota says, if you go up there now, then you don't have to sleep up there. Chelsea's response is, that is so freaking messed up. I love her. She is the most real person on paranormal TV. Chelsea does not act like she knows more than she knows. She does not pretend she is not scared. She does not pretend that she has issues with things. Um, she's not afraid to tell you what she thinks. Um, she's not afraid to admit when she's scared. She is the most real person that is on paranormal TV right now. So Chelsea finally says, yeah, I'll try it. So it is now 1.31 a.m. So it's been three hours since our last timestamp. And Chelsea is going up on the third floor alone without a flashlight. While the boys decide that they're just going to hang on the stairway. So Chelsea thinks... Walking around on the third floor is way, way scarier than just sitting somewhere. Dakota says, hey, you don't have to sleep up. You don't have to sleep alone up there now. Now, did you hear the difference? Because I rewound it, my DVR both times. First time, Dakota says, hey. If you go up on the third floor alone, then you don't have to sleep up there. Second time, when she's actually standing on the third floor landing, he says, you don't have to sleep alone up there now. See the difference? One is you don't sleep up there at all. The second one is you don't sleep up there alone. Dakota, you are sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. And I guarantee, had Chelsea not been scared, and she says that her heart is racing, if she had not been experiencing that, I guarantee Chelsea would have caught that and went down there and beat the crap out of him. Because I like how he changed, you know, his wording. 
But anyway, Chelsea tells them, if I scream, then you run. So they all agree, and Dakota sets his butt down. Chelsea turns around and says, no, 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 you are not sitting anywhere. So Dakota says, okay, and stands up. But as soon as she goes through the door on the third floor, he sets back down. Well, Chelsea, you should kill them. When you saw this, when you guys were editing the tape, or when you finally saw the final cut, or when you saw this live on TV, right then and there, you should have killed them. Because their butts don't need to be setting down. But anyway, she walks in and immediately comes back and says, I can't do this. I can't see anything on the screen, and I'm going to freaking die. I did not sign up for this. Well, then she goes back in the third floor hallway and says, this is not something I recommend you do. Dakota and Tanner admit they have bad feelings about this. But yet, don't get up to go check on her. Chelsea says, at least, I don't have to sleep up here. So she's under the understanding, hey, I am not sleeping up here. So she almost starts freaking herself out more when she figures out, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what hallways I've walked down. I don't know that I know how to get back. So it's almost like she starts freaking herself out even more. And you can see it on camera that she's physically changing her actions, how she's walking, her look, everything. Um, Dakota says, you know, she's been up there a long time. She's been up there like about 20 minutes. And Chelsea sees a chair and says, I may have to just sit in this chair. I love challenges. Of course, as soon as she says out loud, I love challenges, she hears something. And there is a huge bang. And Chelsea screams. And the boys have to stand up. And then they start running upstairs and start running to find her. Well, let me give props to Chelsea again and tell you what a total badass she is. Do you know that girl didn't run at all? She's still standing there. She just stood there. She let the boys find her. Do you know in this episode, Dakota has already ran? Dakota ran his butt right back to Alex when he heard a noise. Not Chelsea. We saw Nick Groff be in the bathroom, using the bathroom at Bobby Mikey's, heard a noise behind him, and ran his butt out of there as he was zipping his pants up. We've seen all the Ghost Adventures guys run. We have seen people on Ghost Hunters run. Brian ran uh, at one time on Ghost Hunters. You know, but Chelsea, no. She didn't run. The boys come up, and they're amazed, and they say, are you okay? And her comment is not, yes, I'm okay. Um, Her comment is, I think it came from the OR. 
And that's when Dakota realizes, um, Chelsea, I think you need to get out of here. I think you, you need to go. So as she's going through the third floor uh, door, Chelsea says, I'm never coming back. So um, they go down and meet her basically on the second floor and she says when I heard that bang I was just getting ready to to wrap up and Tanner of course says well I think the creature was just waiting for you to be alone and Dakota says maybe it could have been something natural like Chelsea said maybe something fell but that he doesn't believe that it was natural he thinks it was the creature trying to get into Chelsea's head. So they send Chelsea outside. And Dakota says, I think whatever's here wants us to be alone. And now we're about to sleep alone. So the next timestamp we get is 1023. And they're going to decide where they should sleep. So, how they have been doing this is they are, are going to decide on the three most haunted places that they feel that they can get evidence. And they decide on the third floor, the second floor north hallway, and the second floor south hallway. Well, there, I don't understand. Why didn't you have someone sleep in 304? You got pictures of the white mist that Dakota says he's never seen anything like it in there. That way you would have two people on the third floor that could possibly help each other. So I I don't understand that decision. I, I, I really don't. Um... The thing would have been to sleep in room 304 with the door shut, a guy, and saw if Nellie appeared. But but they didn't even consider that. Anyway, they write them down, and they put them in Tanner's hat, and they draw them, and they're going to go to sleep for, you know, several hours. Dakota says... Chelsea, you draw first, and if you get the third floor, then we'll let you draw again. Well, Chelsea draws, and she gets the second floor north hallway. And immediately says, I wouldn't have had to sleep up there anyway. Well, no. Come on, Chelsea. You know better. You know if you did not go up on that third floor that there would have been no hat drawing. That Dakota would have said, hey, Chelsea, you got to go up on the third floor. But anyway, um, Tanner gets the second floor south hallway, and Dakota gets the third floor, and Chelsea starts chanting, karma, karma, karma. And I love it. I absolutely love that scene. Because it is karma. Um, so they start teasing Alex and say he should sleep on the first floor. Now, I think in the first episode when they were sleeping, I think Alex actually went to the RV to sleep. But uh, they said, hey, you know, you should sleep here on the, the first floor. And he said, great, right by the death elevator. Right after that, something falls off the wall. And it scares them all. Now, when they replay it, Alex 
uh, who was filming them at the time, gets a great picture of the restroom, basically, sign. And it actually does fall off the wall. Now, granted, a true skeptic is going to say, well, it wasn't stuck on there very good. They did that, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Um, I saw it fall. I feel like I have to believe them. And so, uh, it was interesting. Anyway, they, um, get ready to go to sleep. And Alex decides, hey, I'll sleep on the first floor. So... Chelsea goes up to the second floor, North Hallway, and says this is where Dakota and Alex had something happen. And they replay the part where Dakota hears the sound of some piece of medical equipment or medical device thrown and it landing. She says, hopefully, nothing happens to me. And so she fixes her bed. Tanner shows where he is and then he fixes his bed on the second floor south hallway and says hey i hope dakota's doing okay so we see dakota he's up in buddy's area on the third floor and he shows us where he's sitting he shows that he's near the elevator where the doctor died then he flips the camera and shows us that he's near the wheelchair where the REM pod experiment happened. And then he shows us down another hallway that he's semi-close to Nellie's room. And he says that they ha- he's kind of glad that they haven't encountered the creature yet. But states that he has a REM pod a about 20 feet away from him, and it's near Buddy's toys. Well, Dakota, I wish you would have said which REM pod it was. Is it the second one that kept going off all the time? Is it the first one? We didn't see you set it. We didn't see you turn it on and off. I I wish, will, really wish that you would have kind of showed that. But then... The screen goes black, and we see lettering that says, over the next three hours, this is what happened. This, the following happened. So, we see at 3.50, Dakota, Tanner, and Chelsea all hear the same loud noise. Now, I love that they do the four-corner split screen. That was awesome good production move because it shows all of their reactions at the same time and that Alex does not move at all. None. Not whatsoever. He does not hear a thing. It shows Chelsea yelling at Tanner, hey, did you hear that? And Tanner responds with, it's down here. Dakota looks in his camera and says he heard Tanner yell. So he decides to walkie-talkie Tanner and say, was that you? And Tanner says, not me, but I yelled at Chelsea and Chelsea heard it too. So then they show and say on the screen at 4.25, Dakota Here's something unexplained on the third floor. 
So we see him wake up and he says he thinks he's heard some talking. And then at 4.47, Alex was awakened on the first floor. He says he heard a huge thud. And he actually gets up and says, please tell me that was caught on camera. This is not what I signed up for, Dakota. And it's almost like he's looking behind the camera. And then we see him walk, you know, back down the hallway and lay down. Then at 5.30, Dakota experiences this on the third floor. And they show a REM pod going off and then stopping. So Dakota says to the camera, Buddy, is that you? Do you want to touch it again on the ground to let me know you are here? And the REM pod goes off. So Dakota says, Buddy, can you make that go off one more time? Well, yeah, you can, because the REM pod goes off again. And then, as he's talking to the camera, it goes off again. So, Dakota says, stop, stop, stop. And then, we get a black screen that says, no other unexplained events occur. And it shows them gathering up their equipment, basically, to leave. So they all get in the RV and they drive a little bit and they stop and, you know, it shows them saying, agreeing basically, that this was pretty brutal. They're sitting on a park bench and Dakota admits that when he asked Chelsea to go up on the third floor alone, he didn't think she would. And she says, I didn't either. And so, that's what I mean when I say Chelsea, I think, is the most real on paranormal TV. She didn't think she would do it, but she ended up doing it. Um, She knew this is what she signed up for. She wants to kind of press her boundaries. And and you can see that she's trying to overcome her fear by hearing that noise and standing there. Um, so they kind of break off and do their diary sessions or their journaling sessions with their camera. So Dakota says into the camera that he, this surprised him because he didn't believe all the stories. You know, when you have something that has hundreds and hundreds of different stories from different people, it's overwhelming. It, It makes it hard to believe. But that now he does believe the stories because he's actually experienced it himself. Then we see Tanner and and he says, you know, he's doing this because he loves haunted locations and he loves to test them out. And he says, you know, we heard Dakota come back and tell us these stories from being with the Ghost Adventures crew. And he said he wasn't sure whether or not that he that Dakota experienced all that. But Tanner says now things are turning out to be true. So then we hear Chelsea and she talks 
about how Dakota has way more experience than them. Especially her. And him choosing, anyway, to put them in these locations and in these situations, such as making her go alone to the third floor, makes her start to question what kind of relationship she has to her brother. I don't blame her. I mean, this is me speaking. I, I don't blame her. Because you start thinking, I'm close to my brother. He wants to protect me. He wants he wants me to go into this world with me, or with him. He wants me to experience this. But he also has more experience, so therefore knows it can be dangerous. Knows that uh, he probably needs to protect them, especially her. And so I can understand why she would be questioning her relationship with her brother. Um, so I am extremely interested in seeing episode three. I can't wait to see episode three. I, I know that I need to do another show for the next podcast episode. I know that. But I really want to come back to Destination Fear quickly because it is so interesting watching basically two newbies experience this with Dakota leading them. And Dakota's not that experienced. When you think of the grand scheme of things, when you think of Jason Halls, you think of Zach Bagans, you think of Nick Groff, you think of Katrina Wideman, you think of uh, Ryan Buell, you think of Chip Coffee. you, I mean, you think of these people, um, you think of John Zaffis being, you know, the, the nephew of Ed and Lorraine Warren. You think of Dave Schrader, who's been doing Beyond Darkness Radio forever, when you compare Dakota to them, he doesn't have hardly any experience. Yet, he is the leader of this group. And Chelsea and Tanner have no experience. I love this concept, and I can't tell you enough how I love this show. I don't care about them using uh, SLS cameras. I don't care about them using Ouija boards. I don't care about them bringing in mediums. I love this show for what it is. It is a reality slash paranormal show about experiencing fear and figuring out how to overcome it. And then... Can you figure out what caused it? And I love it. I can't recommend it to you enough. Travel Channel. Renew this. Anyway, I'm Sam with Paranormal Review. You can hit me up on ParanormalReviewPod at gmail.com. Please uh, take the time to do that. Or you can join our Facebook page at Paranormal Review or hit us up on Twitter. And I will talk to you guys soon.